As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. 10 tips for exercising in the heat. Yes, it is that time of year. It is currently July. It is hot outside. I am actually recording this show as we speak at about 7 o'clock at night, and I'm getting ready to run when it's over. And that will be one of my tips. But yes, this is a common topic, but for good reason. And of the 10 tips I'm going to give you, I see people violating them every day. And we are in unique times because as I record this as well, we're still in the middle of the COVID uh, COVID issues, right? The COVID epidemic, whatever you want to call it. And there are more people exercising outside than ever before in my entire lifetime. I have spent my lifetime either in gyms or exercising outdoors and the majority being outdoors. And this is, these are just unique times. I've, I've said it before. It's kind of like when I go out for a bike or a run, it's like a really poorly put together triathlon. There are people on the wrong side of the road, walking, biking, you know, pushing kids, biking with kids. And that's awesome. But I'm going to give you tips because again, many of those people are doing things that are potentially dangerous. And, and, you know, the two things I'm going to talk about is you want to be smart and you want to be safe. You want to be smart and safe. And I talk about frequently on this show, my job is to get you the greatest results in the shortest amount of time with the least likelihood of injury. And that least likelihood of injury, it's not just for strength training and pulling muscles and and things like that, but it's also for cardiovascular. I mean, that's the heart is a really important uh, muscle. And heat can be really challenging. And you have to... Uh, you have to know what you're doing and you have to, um, it's the word I'm looking for. You have to respect the heat because you can't beat the heat, but you can do many things 
to make it affect you less? And how do we know this? We always learn from what? Yes, research, but the extremes, right? And that's what I'm going to talk about to start us off because Hawaii Ironman, the Badwater Ultra Marathon, many of those studies study those people. And so, you know, one of the greatest ways to see what works is not necessarily the research, although we're always going to look at that, but it's from people who literally need to win a race to feed their families. They will do whatever they learn works to get them to the finish line first. And that is really, really important knowledge and information for us to look at. And when these people who are doing it for a living to feed their families to make ends meet for their paycheck, and they start to do things in these extreme environments— whether it's nutrition or gear or training or what they do in the heat, we have to look at those things and see what patterns and and what works and what doesn't. Okay, so that is one great resource that we have when we are looking at a topic like this. Okay, and my personal experience is part of all of this as well. I have been very fortunate to travel the world racing and competing and pushing my body. Talk about like, I'm all about experiences and the fitness experiences. And I have raced in some really brutal conditions when it comes to the heat. Ironman Malaysia. It was 103 degrees, upper 90s percent humidity, one of the hot Malaysia. It was <laughs> it's it was Malaysia. That's all that needs to be said. I also did Ironmans in China. I went to South Korea twice. Not as brutal as Malaysia, but pretty darn close. I did an ultra marathon. I will end the show by talking about on Hawaii. I did the Hawaii Ironman. So I have learned through trial and error, along with my studies, how it feels, what works for me, what I've seen other athletes do. I'm going to take all of that. We put all of that together. And one of the specific tips I'm going to give you was totally said to not be true, to actually be the opposite by a very well-known writer. Again, I don't need and and I don't name names, but ridiculous. I'm going to leave it. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And contrary, it was, you know, something that got a lot of press for this article about like what you should never do in the heat. And it's something people do frequently. And I would argue that the writer, not has no experience in that field, you know, has read articles, has looked at some research, and then just wanted to go to the contrary. And that's dangerous when we're talking about a topic like this. But we're going to get into all that. All right. So 10 tips that you can employ right away that will really not only keep you safe, but maximize your enjoyment when you are and if you are exercising outside. All right. So quick break. When we come back, let's get right to it. 10 tips for exercising in the heat. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right, great topic. I have to say also, I loved and, and continue to love exercising in the heat, more so than the cold, and I've done both. Uh, and as I've gotten older, the heat has started to affect me more. And that's generally, you know, uh, we recover slower and, and our bodies change as we get older. But by and large, if you give me two extremes, I will take the heat any day of the week. And one of the reasons is because I have so much experience in doing it. I like that feeling. I, I, the cold... Ugh, just I, I can't do a triathlon anymore if I get out of the water and it's it's under 60 degrees. <laughs> I just don't want to do it. So I, I'm genetically, I would argue, a little better than than the average person at exercising in the heat. Uh, but then again, I've taken that and experience and trial and error, let me tell you as well. I've made the mistakes. You learn really quickly. But we take the research. We take the anecdotal. We take common sense. We put it all together. So let's just start. Number one, common sense. When in doubt, when you can, if it is a brutally hot day, brutally humid day, stay indoors. I mean, that is like the most commonsensical first one. We can't avoid that tip. If you can stay inside and get your workout in, then do it. Okay? If you have a treadmill, if you have an elliptical and you want to go outside for a walk and that's your normal routine or a run and it's brutal, as uh, temperatures are higher than they've ever begun. I'm in Connecticut, but I'm oftentimes speaking with someone from Florida, Arizona, Texas, places where the temperature gets like ludicrously up into the hundreds. When in doubt, when you can, get your workout inside. Have to start with that. And if you have the cardio equipment, great. If you don't, you can get a great workout in with just body weight. Cardio as well. 
You can jump rope inside. You can do whatever you need to do that you enjoy. Jumping jacks. You can do a circuit of skaters and jumping jacks and running in place and burpees. You can do cardio only with no equipment if you want to. And then if you say, you know what? I don't want to do those exercises. Well, then you stay indoors and you switch the routine up. Okay. But when in doubt, when you can just stay indoors and it's totally different than it was years ago. Now there's all this content. You can find a video and just search out cardio workouts. I did a bunch myself for many, uh, one company in particular. Uh, and so th the content is there. So you can stay inside. You can stay safe. As I was talking about at the start, be smart, be safe because you don't want to injure yourself. Uh, you know, you can push yourself way too hard. It's, it's the whole topic of this show. And you want to avoid that. You have to be smart and be safe. Okay. So if you can, and you want to, and you have the equipment or you're up for a workout inside uh, with just body weight, jump rope again, something like that, then you do that first and foremost. Okay. Then number two, if you say, well, don't really want to do that. I really love running outside and maybe you don't have a treadmill or you don't want to be inside. Well, then the time of day that goes without saying too, right? So if you say, I, I need to get outside, I want to get outside, well then try to avoid the hottest time of day. And generally speaking, again, depends uh, upon where you live, but let's say I used to say 10 to 2, but let's say 9 to 4 in, in many places. So get up early. Get up early. Or if you're not that person, then like I'm going to do tonight, it's kind of great to run in the evening too. I mean, I love my morning workouts. I love when the world's just waking up. And, and you know, I remember coaching people from Florida. And when they were, you know, in their marathon training groups, they would oftentimes get up at like 4.30 and get out. And actually, that brings up memory. I did the Honolulu Marathon in December many years ago. And I can't remember exactly, but it started at like, I want to say 5.30 in the morning. It was, it was ridiculously early because it was so hot. And they wanted us to be done before the hottest time of day. So you need to take that into account too. So don't go out at noon if you can avoid it. And that's one problem I see right now with COVID. I see so many people out, you know, pushing it at really hot times of day. And a lot of times with your kids. Now, kids are more resilient. I get it. But again, be smart, be safe. That goes, uh, with, it should go without saying. Okay, so number three. Now we're getting, so we, we're talking about you stay indoors if you can. If you're going to go out, pick the smarter times of day, the less uh, hot, humid earlier or later. And now let's get into what you're going to do, you know, hydration wise and food wise. Hydration is super important. So much confusion. I'm not going to get deep into it, but you want to be hydrated. And generally speaking, that means somewhere like eight to 10 ounces of fluid, water, or a sports drink, like 10 to 15 minutes before, 10 to 20 minutes before, you know, get some fluid into your system. And then I do see, and I like this, I see people now all the time walking, holding water bottles, smart. And you don't need an enormous one unless you're going for a really, really long walk, but bringing a water bottle with you, and again, that can be water or a sports drink, that is smart, okay? Uh, one thing you don't want to do, and I don't, you know, we don't have to go deep into this either, but there is something called hyponatremia. That is water intoxication, 
Okay, that's where you take in too much water. And that's generally marathons, longer events. There's a whole host of things that come together to create that um, specific issue. But like everything else, moderation. Don't overdo anything. And that goes with water and fluids as well. So again, roughly 8 to 10 ounces of a fluid, roughly 10 to 20 minutes before you go out for a really hot workout. And again, that may be a walk, a run, a bike ride. And if you can, and it's going to be hot, and you're going to be out for a while bringing water and or that sports drink with you is a great idea as well. Let me say this. I always bring money with me. Now, if I'm going out for a bike ride, generally that's longer, but even my longer runs, <laughs> I bring, I have multiple ways of carrying fluids. I have handhelds. Uh, so a bottle in each hand, it's a little glove type thing that slides over your hand and you have a water bottle. And in that water bottle holder, there's also generally, uh, or usually little pocket where you can put your keys and money and things like that. Uh, I used to think, as maybe some of you do who haven't tried it, like, oh, my gosh, that must be so heavy. And why would you hold anything in your hands? I was shocked when I finally got around to trying it many years ago. Totally works for me. So let me just give you an example. If I'm going for an hour and a half run, I will have a water bottle or two, and then I will run and do an out and back course where the turnaround is a gas station. I have money. <laughs> I finish the water bottles before then. I refill with water or a sports drink at the gas station, and I turn around and run back. And I always try to keep the money as dry as possible. <laughs> so I put it in that handheld. I used to put it in my shorts, and as I've talked about in other shows, TMI, but I sweat like crazy, and it was always embarrassing to kind of put the you know soaking wet $10 bill on the table. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about, and you would just tell the the person behind the counter, just wait, you know, wait an hour before you pick that up because it's covered in sweat. But be smart. So depending on how much you sweat, how long your workout's going to be, again, hydrate before, consider bringing stuff with you. And if you're going out for a long period of time, that could be a long walk with a friend too. If you're doing a two hour, people are doing, you know, now with COVID, I know a bunch of people who are doing like, you know, 13 mile walks, half marathons and marathons with friends just to get out and just to get a workout in. Uh, I also will, along my route, find, you know, like water fountains and refill there. So that is a consideration. But as always, don't overdo it. And let me just throw in here, when it's super hot out, now this is highly individual, eating too much before can be an issue for a lot of people. So if it's going to be a super hot day and you're going out for a workout, be careful what you put in your stomach because the heat can make that, uh, you know, can make you nauseous in a different way. Again, a lot going on there. Depends on the person, but something to think about. All right. Number four, super important. And this has changed so much over the years since I started clothing, 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 clothing. Please. I've said this for decades now. <laughs> Don't go out when it's 95 degrees in your thick cotton, you, you know, f college shirt that is just that you love but that just doesn't wick the sweat away and just becomes soaking wet and will just serve to make you hotter. The performance fibers they have now for clothing is crazy. I have some shirts from, actually Brazil was another hot race I did. Ironman Brazil. I don't know what this fabric is, but it is the lightest, coolest fabric I've ever felt. It is like so paper thin, but then it's strong. So, Lightweight clothing that wicks the moisture away from your body, right? That doesn't just sit heavy on your body. 
and you want to try to wear a lighter collar. Don't go out in all black that, you know, will absorb the heat, especially when it's thinner and it's going to keep that heat next to your body. So lightweight clothing, light colors, and then hats or a visor. So many people say, well, if I wear a hat, it's going to trap the heat in my head. Well, you're not wearing a wool cap, <laughs> which I see people wearing in the gym. And I always wonder, why are you wearing a wool? I, that's obviously for a fashion statement. But, you know, there are performance fiber hats and visors now. And that's something, again, if you look at endurance races, most people are doing that because you don't want the sun beating down on your head. So I would even say that performance hat for, for many people is advisable over the visor. But even the visor is going to help. It's going to keep that sun off your face. And if you're squinting for, you know, a long period of time outside, that's going to add to your just fatigue. So lightweight clothing, light colors, hat or a visor to keep the sun off your face. And no, it's not going to trap heat. One thing that may be counterintuitive, and you can go back and forth and debate this, but guys, not always a great idea or not a great idea to go shirtless. Because the sun is beating down on your body. You have no protection against the sun. Now, if it's something you enjoy and you're fine with it, and I know a lot of the cross-country guys, I mean, they don't wear a shirt in December. They never wear shirts. I think the only time they wear shirts are the singlets during races, right? Uh, But it's a consideration. Not a great idea to have your entire upper body of skin exposed to the, the direct sunlight that's coming down and just, you know, burning you up while you are out for your workout, whether that's a walk or a run or whatever you're doing. Even I see people biking without it, you know, have that protection of a thin layer of a performance fiber against the sun. And let me say this little tip, little trick again, the mistakes you learn in racing. If you're putting sunscreen on and let's say you're going out for a bike ride or a run or a walk, whatever, be careful. Don't put too much, if any, on your forehead above your eyes because what happens Many of you have had this unpleasant experience, especially if you're biking. You start to sweat, and it mixes with the suntan lotion, and what happens? It goes right into your eyes, and then you can't see. And if you're biking fast, that can be a problem. So be careful with that. There's different types of sunscreens you can try, but always, uh, especially if you are someone who is competing, these are things, and these are the reasons why we talk about don't try anything in a race for the first time. Try it in training and do so when you can, uh, you know, uh, modify your workout so you're not going too hard. Um, And then one last one I want to throw in there, and I did this with a client. Uh, We were doing the Boston Marathon. I was pacing him through that. Just did a podcast about that. It's my Train by Tom story, my short story, my Boston Marathon story, if you want to listen to that little fun anecdote. But gentleman was, uh, we were going to do the marathon or we were doing the marathon 2012, brutally hot. And, you know, I needed to keep him cool for the race. So one thing we did do is we had a bandana that we would drop in the ice buckets at all the aid stations whenever we could would put it around his neck. So a cold bandana around what they consider a hot spot to cool down your core temperature. All right. So just in the clothing department, you know, if you're a hiker, tennis player, even whatever you're doing outside, this doesn't just mean runners and bikers. I just, you know, I can't throw in all the sports, but, uh, you know, having a wet bandana and putting it around your neck or, or something like a bandana, gator type thing. Good idea. And a lot of this is psychological, by the way physiological and psychological, whatever works, doesn't matter if it's one or the other. Generally, it's often both. And that's huge. All right. 
You know what? One final break. We were almost halfway through. And when we come back, we're going to get about five more. All right. But all great things. Again, if you're golfing, if you're just whatever you're doing outside, I want you to enjoy it more. I want you to be safe. And if you're someone who's performing, if you're a golfer, a tennis player, you know, bike, whatever, and you want to even perform better, all of these things make a difference. Uh, But they're all great ideas regardless, because again, we want to be as safe and as healthy as possible. All right. Final break. When we come back, five or six more tips for exercising safely and enjoyably in the heat. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see... Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have to say that, yes, many of these things are common sense, but that's fitness and that's health and that's nutrition. But we have to go over and over and over them because, unfortunately, many people just don't do it. And it's the little things. I will say this so often on Fitness Disrupted. It's the little things that make all the difference. It's the little things done consistently that make all the difference. And it's what you do in practice that makes all the difference. I say this to my kids all the time. And I did the show, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Okay, so all of these things will help you 
enjoy your outdoor workouts in the heat. And let me say this too. We can't always exercise when it's perfect. So people go, oh, it's too cold. It's too hot. It's rainy. It's, it's cloudy. <laughs> I, I don't feel, you know. One of the reasons I had success and one of the reasons my clients who were successful at, at racing and those type of events were because you do it in all the conditions. You do it regardless. The only time I don't really train is, is thunder and, and a crazy storm where I can get hurt. But I'm always safe, but I don't, you know, not go for a run because it's raining or, you know, you do the workouts because there's always a reason. There will always be an environmental reason or something else to not do it. And if you are someone who's competing, inevitably on race day, something like that could happen. I never check the weather other than to see what I'm going to wear for that race. But I've trained in everything and my clients have trained in everything. And you have to train in life the same way. There will always be obstacles. If we only exercise on the perfect weather day, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. All right. So that's something that has to be said uh, because there's always a reason to not do it. And the weather is an easy one, depending on where you live, right? All right, we are on number five. Now, this one's, uh, they're all important, but this one, especially for the, the, those of you who are exercisers, and this can be difficult, you got to modify your workout. So in other words, if you, especially if you have a schedule and you go, okay, uh, today's the day I go out and run six miles, or I bike, uh, you know, 20 miles, or I have a tennis match, and the expectations are such. Even back to the Boston Marathon story, that is exactly what we did that morning of and the night before even. I said, we're modifying our goals because I knew it was going to be in the 90s. And you can't beat the heat. So if you have to, if you have a specific workout, whether it's duration or pace, anything like that, you got to modify the workout. So duration is super important. Right. If you normally go for your hour long walk with a friend and the conditions are just just really harsh, the heat, the humidity, you may have to go shorter. You don't have to you don't have to you know, say we're not going, but you say, you know, what, we're going for a half hour. And you know what a great example of this is for me? My two dogs. My two dogs, every morning we go out for that hard, uh, got to chuck it, and they swim every day, and I throw the ball, they're doing interval training, crazy, they expect it every day. In the winter, we're out for like an hour. In the summer, we're out for like a half an hour, because they don't want to not run, but dogs don't cool themselves very well. So I modify my dog's workout just the way we should modify our people workout, depending on the conditions. All right, they would go the full hour and it would be dangerous, just like it would for us. So, like my dogs, Sally and Jetty, every now and again, you got to modify your workouts. When it's cooler out, I'm going to go a little longer with them, but I'm going to modify it. I'm going to give them rest breaks. So, you got to change things around. Sounds crazy, but it's not. All right, and that goes to intensity too, as I was just saying. So, you change the duration, you maybe go a little shorter, and maybe the intensity. Okay, you go a little easier. Whatever you're doing, you have to. Now, again, for those of you who are listening and you are super high competitive people and you're going to be performing at that high level, yes, you got to train in the oppressive heat because you may be doing that and maybe that's exactly what you're training for. But even so, you can't do it every time. So a big part of getting acclimated to the heat, if that's something you're going to be competing in, you can't go hard every day. 
you actually have to go easy pretty much 80% of the time so that intense stuff, you're still going to modify it. Okay. And then finally, when it comes to modifying your workout, maybe you change the mode. Okay. Maybe if you are a runner, you say, I'm going to go bike. I do this all the time because biking, you got that wind. It's going to be cooler. It's not as hard. You're supported. Maybe you swim. Maybe, you know, if you are, I don't know, you're, you were going to play tennis with a friend, maybe you just go for a walk. So you do something, but you modify it. Because I can't tell you how many shows and how many times I'm going to talk to you about variation. There was another study that just came out. Andy Burfoot, great article, uh, editor of Runner's World way back when. I think he's still editor at large, won the Boston Marathon. But it was just another study that he talked about all about variation and just the importance of it on so many levels. So you don't say, well, I'm not going to go do my tennis match because it's 90. Or no, I'm sorry. You, you can say I'm not going to do the tennis match, but you're going to do something else. You say, hey, if you're playing doubles, you say to those three other people, hey, let's go, for, let's go for a walk. Let's mix it up. All right? So change and modify that workout. And what's tied into that is number six, and that's forget your metrics. You know, yes, fitness technology is, is a great thing. Your step counter, your heart rate, your pacing, you know exactly how fast, how far, at what intensity, and then it tells you how many hours if you're wearing one of these fancy watches, you know, or trackers or using your phone, how many hours you have to ideally recover. Well, guess what? When it is brutally hot out and humid, many times it is a great idea just don't even wear the watch. Don't look at your step counter. Just do the workout. Just get out. It's just checking it off. Okay, checking it off that you did something because you're not going to run as fast. And when I used to coach runners and triathletes and people like that and people who were tracking different metrics, they would get down on themselves in the heat. I go, you're not, you can't beat the heat. It's like the fourth time I've said it. And, and here's the physiology. When you exercise in the heat, your body, your blood is trying to do two things and they are competing and they are not a good competition. So your blood goes to your skin to help cool yourself down through sweating and evaporation and it needs to go to your working muscles. And that competition is not good. So your heart rate is going to be higher and you're not going to perform as well. So you just have to let it go and go, okay. If I'm normally running a 10-minute mile, let's, no, let's say, say you're fast or I say you're running an 8-minute mile. Well, on a hot day and you still want to get that workout in and you're going out earlier in the morning, but it's still kind of hot, you go, okay, I'm just going to run and I'm going to look at my pace. So let the metrics go. Forget your normal metrics. Even steps, all those things. Like I talked about in modifying your routine, less uh, intense, shorter duration, don't worry about the numbers, the only number that counts is that you did something, that you were active. All right, now let's get into some fun stuff. So number seven, if you are someone who is bringing a water bottle, if it's a walk or a run or a bike ride or you're playing tennis or golfing for a really long time, freeze it the night before. Freeze it the night before. So when I first started doing Ironman races, this is how long ago it was, we had to, you had to leave your bike, you still do, the night before at most races, the big races, right? And you leave it overnight. Now, back when I was doing them, like Ironman Germany and races like that, you had to leave everything. So in other words, you couldn't get to your bike or your bags in the morning. So all your stuff, all your gels, your fluids, everything had to be there 24 hours prior and you had to leave it. 
which is insane for people who are just racing today. Because your water bottles, your goos, your power gels, they baked in the sun. And come race time, they could be disgusting. Now, they have since changed the rules. But because we had to deal with that, we have little tips and tricks. And I used to use Ensure as my main source of fuel back then. And with the sports drinks as well, freeze it rock solid. So by the time we got on the bike or by the time you got to your gels during the run, they had thought out just enough. So you can do this too with your walks. If you're going out, if you know it's going to be hot, you've got a long walk with a friend or you've got a long tennis match or golf game, as I said, freeze that water bottle, take it out a couple hours before, try to time it so that it's thawing out when you start. And it serves two purposes. Not only is it going to be nice and cold when you need it, but when you hold it, if you're a walker or a runner, that cold bottle in your hand is going to help cool your core temperature. And I switch it back and forth, palm to palm. So just holding it is going to help keep you cool. So just a little tip, and a lot of the top endurance athletes will do things like this. And again, it seems so insignificant, perhaps. It is not. Makes a big difference. Mentally and physically, you're super hot. You go, oh, just holding on to it just feels great. All right, now here's the one, the controversial tip that I told you, well-known writer, fitness writer, well-known publication years ago. said, don't dump water on your head. Don't dump water on your head because it actually makes you hotter because it prevents cooling. It prevents the evaporation. Now, this is the problem. There's always a tiny bit of truth in that. Yes, if the water doesn't evaporate from your body, that's how you get cool is your sweat evaporating. I say every drop of sweat that hits the ground is a drop of sweat wasted. But that doesn't mean you can't pour water on your head. That doesn't mean you can't cool yourself down. Again, I will constantly go back to the extremes and the people who need to make a living doing this. What do you see during these endurance events? People dumping water on their head constantly, their entire body, their shoes. I had to train myself over the years. I hated running in wet sneakers. And I got to the point when I started doing these super, you know, hot endurance events, uh, there was one race when I bent over to dump water on my head and a well-meaning volunteer dumped an entire bucket of water over my entire body. Sneakers were soaking wet for the rest of the race. And I was bummed, but I said, you know what? I got to learn how to do this. So dumping water on your head, cooling your body temperature, physiologically, psychologically feels good. I'm in favor of it. Unlike that writer. Okay. And then number nine, it goes to the water bottle. But if you're not a water bottle person and you are doing an event or somewhere where there's ice. Now, again, you may just run into a gas station and they may have ice. But if it's super hot and again, maybe you're doing an event or you're playing tennis, holding ice. If you're not doing the frozen bottle, you can use ice. So if ice is available, holding it in your hands, even for like a minute or so, can just make a world of difference feels good, cools you down, switch it back and forth, put it on the back of your neck, all right? And I'm going to hold off on a story that's tied into this to, to bring it all home, a story I have with ice and a hat, and it's a little tip too, goes into that one, but I'm going to hold off on that one. And then finally, the power of the mind. The power of the mind, think cold thoughts. Now, I had to include this. You know, when my kids are playing hockey and I'm in a cold ice rink, I am like remembering this feeling of what it's like to be cold in that cold ice rink. And then when I'm doing a hot race, a hot event, or I'm out just training, running outside, I put myself back in that 
position back in the hockey rink. The power of the mind. Again, this is so much of what I do and what I have studied, sports psychology. So what the mind perceives, the body believes. So when you are in that hot environment and you are trying to do everything possible physically to get yourself cool, do it mentally as well. Picture yourself in a freezing cold place. That mental tip, those mental tools can go really, really far. All right? And vice versa. <laughs> if you're in a really cold place, when I'm in the hockey rink and I want to <laughs> feel warmer, I'll do the opposite. Suddenly I'm back racing in Hawaii or South Korea. All right? All right. Final little tip. So goes to the ice. Little story. Bring it all home. Run to the sun. One of the greatest races I ever did. I don't think it exists anymore. It was put on by the Hawaii Ultra Running Team. One of the greatest acronyms for a team. Hurt. They had great t-shirts, so I was uh, visiting Hawaii with my wife before we had kids, and it was, as I've said before, I tried to, and still do, you know, my passion is my vocation. So we were taking a trip, but while we were there, yes, I was also going to run this incredible race, and by the way, I had done so many races up to that point that my wife didn't even get up for this. <laughs> She's like, and we'd started super early. I think I had to get there at 4 a.m. or something. Not that my wife didn't care. She just, you know, it was vacation for her. So she was going to stay in bed. I was going to do this ultra, and then we'd meet for brunch after. So it was 36-mile run from sea level to the 10,000-foot summit of Mount Haleakala on Maui. Amazing. Ran through the clouds. Just incredible. But it was hot, and we actually ran through a bunch of different conditions, like cold, hot, you know, very unique race. But at the time, I was sponsored by Power Bar. I was on the Power Bar Team Elite, and I would run with a hat because I was always hot. And what I would do is I would put ice into the hat. It was a performance hat. And then I would put the hat back on my head. The ice would sit on my head and cool me down. So yet another tip, right? If you are doing these extreme type of things or you just really need to cool yourself down, ice in that performance hat I told you about on your head for a little while, that will work wonders at cooling you down. So... This was the first race I had run as a Power Bar Team Elite athlete, but with a visor. So long story short, I'm at about mile 26, 27. I'm getting up into altitude. I'd never done altitude before. I am not doing well. <laughs> Actually, I was doing really well, and then the altitude really started to kick in, and uh, it, it was my first time, and it didn't matter. I'm not good at altitude, I found in, at this race. So as I'm slowing down, I'm running to this aid station. I'm starting to lose my mind. And there was a young man and woman manning the aid station. They said, what do you need? And I said, I just need some ice. And they're like, sure. They give me a cup of ice. I take off my visor. I dump the ice right through it. I put the visor back on my head and I go off running. I hear them laugh and I hear them radio ahead and say, yeah, you better look out for number 481. He's, uh, he's kind of losing his mind. I was just so used to doing it with a hat. I wasn't used to the visor. But... It made a huge difference when I was wearing a hat. <laughs> so there you go. Ten tips. I love it. I love getting out in the heat. I love exercising in the summer. You can too. And I just, as I started the show by saying, it always has to be about being smart and about being safe. But if you're going to be outside and you do all of these things, you will, you will be as good as you could be. You know, be smart. 
as I said in the number one tip, when you can and it's really, really bad outside, stay indoors. Good advice regardless. And then just modify, do all these little tips to keep you hydrated, to keep you cooler, and to keep you safe and to keep you healthy because we want to move every day. Uh, we want to mix it up and we want to have fun. So there you have it. 10 tips for exercising in the heat. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, hope you enjoyed laughing at my expense uh, with the visor and the ice. Just great experiences. You, you will learn from all of my mistakes and missteps and just, and I loved all of them, by the way. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please rate the show. It takes like a second. Just rate it. Just rate the show. Please subscribe as well and tell your friends. Tell your friends, listen, I'm going to give you the latest, greatest research, the latest guests, the best stuff. And yes, a lot of times I know people say, oh, that's so basic and simple. That's what works, people. But here's the opposite side of that. You have so many people trying to sell you so many complex gadgets and gizmos and routines and expensive diets and things like that. Not me. I'm just going to give you the, the, the solid advice, the stuff that's worked for me, the stuff that worked for my clients, the stuff that I studied and continue to study. And if you do this, I promise you will change your life for the better. Not a question, a guarantee. You take the advice given in this show, I guarantee it, but you got to give it time and you got to believe it and then you'll see the results. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can reach out to me, by the way, Tom H. Fit is my Twitter as well as my Instagram. I love comments, questions. I love it all. And I put it all into shows. Every single question, every topic that uh, has been suggested to me is making it into a show. So thank you for that. Reach out if you want to. Fitnessdisrupted.com. You can see more about the show and me there as well. And reach out to me through that site as well. Thank you for listening. Be smart. Be safe. And remember... There are three things we all have ultimate control over. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our attitude. And I say it every show, because that is awesome. I'm Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com.